you all probably know I like to start with prayers and praises. So, how have we been our this season where we need to consider in prayer? No Thanksgiving? No nothing? Wow. Somebody else? Okay. <laughs> well, we are kind of in our transitional period from Thanksgiving to Advent to our Savior's birth. And many are scurrying around seeking gifts. Like the, the video we showed this morning, what we can share with each other. Faithfulness, encouragement, righteousness. Just having the joy of the Lord in our heart. Those are gifts that don't cost us to share, nor do they cost us to receive. No, does anybody have a prayer request that we could pray for as a group? And I know for uh, me especially, sometimes Thanksgiving can bring sorrow. Um, December 17th is the anniversary of my mom's going to be with the Lord. And it's for many, it's a time of sadness, remembering of those that have 
they've lost or went on before us. And uh, it can create hardships in the family uh, dealing with those issues. So, dear, would you uh, pray for those and anything else that the Lord brings to your conscience? Okay. I constantly marvel at um, how the Lord directs our worship on Sundays. Some, on through our Sunday school, a lot of the time, the theme that we talk about is 
spills over into morning worship and then into evening service. Um, and Pastor and I didn't talk about who was going to talk about what, but I'm going to talk about pride tonight, and the Lord directed me to speak that. And I was going to talk to Anthony and Greg about doing a little skit about that, but I decided, well, maybe we ought to just focus on Scripture. So, uh, Amen. <laughs> uh, let me read read you something before I I have to write it down at times, or I'll never remember how to share it with you in the way the Lord wants me to. Pride sometimes is what I know quite a bit about, as I practice the, the issues constantly. In fact, I've, at times I think I've perfected being prideful. Good and bad can be had from pride depending on our attitude and response. One thing about pride, not everyone may think we are as wonderful as, the, as we do. Funny how sometimes our opinion is the one that we think should hold more value than the scholar sitting next to us. I would like to explore a few circumstances of, of pride and the challenges they produce. Pride says it's all about me. The me syndrome or the I am syndrome, which will it be? And as I was, we were driving in, I was thinking, me, myself, and I am. That's the trinity that I am being the Lord God Almighty. I believe it is okay to feel good about oneself. Let us remember the why of it and the source of who. Now, uh, if you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 39. And this account is also in first, I think in second chronicles, and it's also in first kings 18 through 20. And we're going to talk about King Hezekiah. Isaiah chapter 39 verse 1. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah letters and a gift because he had heard of his illness and recovery. Hezekiah received the envoys gladly and showed them what was in his storehouses, the silver, the gold, the spices, the fine oil, his entire armory, and everything found among his treasures. There was nothing in his palace or in all the kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. The Lord said to the prophet, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked, What did these men say and where did they come from? From a distant land, Hezekiah replied, they came to me from Babylon. The prophet asked, What did they see in your palace? They saw everything in my palace, Hezekiah said. There is nothing among my treasures that I did not show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord Almighty. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away. And they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied. For he thought, there will be peace and security in my lifetime. 
Now, in order to understand why this happened, we need to back up to verse or chapter 38. So I'm going to read through 38 now. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, O Lord, how I walk before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, Go and tell Hezekiah, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this this city. Now I'm going to stop there and and what the what was declared to uh, Hezekiah came true. He was blessed by victory over a, the king of Assyria who had surrounded the city. The Lord gave him victory because of the faith of the king and of Israel at that time. He also healed him physically. And the Lord said, I'll give you 15 more years because of your heart for me. With these blessings in hand, the very next thing, the king of Babylon is now coming, sent an envoy or a party, and they're bringing gifts. And so Hezekiah decides to show off a bit. He got a little bit prideful of the blessings he had been given Forgetting the source of where they came from. Let's see. Hezekiah gets sick after trusting God with the victory over Assyria. It reminds us every day presents us with his own set of challenges. Hezekiah is blessed again by God's healing. These are moments when we especially need to be on guard that pride may set in. We kind of take possession of the, the blessings we've been given instead of us giving God the glory, we do something else with them. We take credit for what God has done instead of giving God the glory. Hezekiah receives gifts from Babylon. Another blessing, Hezekiah shows off the riches of the treasury. Pride shows off itself. Look how great I am. Pride, Proverbs 16, 18 this isn't all of it, but part of it. Pride come up before the fall. Pride says, look at me, how great I am. Instead of looking to the I am and declaring how, God, how great God is. I did mention the good of pride. Pride can be beneficial in two instances, maybe more. Pride in our work. We should strive to excellence in the standard and effort of the job at hand. God remains receiving the, the glory for the finished product. He is the one that enables us to do a good job. And another thing, and Bill talked about this, pride in our children. Proverbs 17.6, if you'll turn with me there. Let's see. Remember which direction it is. 
Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Or in uh, um, the New King James Version, it said the glory. We need to remember God, what God has blessed us and how we use it. A, a few verses to help us with pride are in Ecclesiastes. And go to chapter 9. Verses 7 through 8. Go eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart. For it is now that God favors what you do. Always be clothed in white and anoint your head with oil. I love that verse. That talks about a righteous relationship with Jesus Christ and how His anointing can empower you. Your clothes are white. That means they are spotless, without sin. This is how we are to come before the Lord. We are at, to called to ask for forgiveness, receive His anointing, and be righteous before Him. Go to chapter 11, 9. Verse 9. Be happy, young man, while you are young. And let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see. But know that for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. So what we've been given, including our pride, we can be happy with, but what we do with it, God will judge. Go back to chapter 7, verses 8 and 9. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. And patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. To me, those are building blocks of what a holy Christian walk with the Lord is all about. Patience is better than pride. Turn with me to uh, Psalms 96. A week and a half or so ago I read this and thought, wow, this is how my relationship with the Lord is supposed to be. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Declare His glory among the nations. Or in John Day as well. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and glory are in His sanctuary. So where are we supposed to go? 
Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come to it into His courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. We're supposed to have the fear of the Lord in us to share with others. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that's in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. Sometimes when you're out in the woods and you hear the wind whistle through the trees, they're singing to you in a way that only that can produce. They will sing before the Lord, for He comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in His truth. I, I really can't add much to that in, other than the fact it, it talks about joy a lot. And in that firm foundation that we get so down at times with the, the frustrations and the day, but if we remember the Lord, the joy that He provides, I mean, if something happens in the day's my last breath, I'm going to be with Him in eternity. So let's gather the joy while we're here so we can take it with us when we go. Um, the psalmist describes a joyful, victorious relationship with God and why we should be diligent in our daily walk. Pride issues and the free will choices we make are an everyday experience. What we do with them determines to whom the glory is given. Now, those that, were, that we were in class together heard this this morning, but turn with me to 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11, I think it is. And it's a familiar passage, but Let's see. First Peter five, eight through eleven. Be self or controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. I want you to get that, suffered a little while. We are here for a purpose and we are going to suffer on his behalf. Will himself restore you, that gives us hope, and make you strong. Gives you energy for the battle. Firm and steadfast. To Him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Sounds like it's for a while, doesn't it? The reason I included that was when we face our pride issues, this is how we are called to respond. In uh, the New King James Version, it says to be vigilant, along with being alert. 
So we're to be watchful, on guard, ready. We have a, a shade in our bedroom. It, when you open it, it provide, open, lets light in. When you close it, it, it provides uh, so you can sleep. It, it is a kind of a block for the... Well, recently it decided after 20-some years that it might need the, to go in the trash heap because it only stays down now. It's broken. So uh, the light does no longer come in. Um, and just as pride can be as that shade, I want you to think about this. It can block the light. It can break that illumination we need for our spiritual walk. I need at times to repair the broken relationship. This is with that shade, we need to get it repaired or replace it completely. We need to put aside self to let the Lord's light and illumination in, not only for so that we can see where He's at, but we can also need to see where we should be going. I was thinking about what Pastor was talking about um, at the end of his message today, and I was going to share that with him after the service, but we didn't get to speak. But I thought I'd do it now. Credit cards are uh, kind of a handy little item that we like. One thing, we can spend all we want through the month. We don't get billed for it until we're sent a bill. So we get a grace period. But when the bill comes due, full payment is required. Or greater debt will incur and greater injury to our financial statements will continue to incur. Sometimes I think that we, we kind of treat the, our relationship with the Lord in that same manner. We think that we can charge up sin for a little while and, and then maybe He'll give us a grace period and we don't have to... But when He comes to collect, we don't know. We don't know when the due date is. We don't know... as I used to hear, when we're going to have to pay the piper. Do we really want to test that grace period in that manner? Using it as a credit card debt. Or, do we want to do as, as Hezekiah did and, re, and David and repent quickly? Get the debt settled. Now, I know I could have talked on further pride issues in relationships and that, but what it all said and done, Psalm 96 and 1 Peter 5 describe our walk with Him and how we're supposed to be. Who are we giving glory to? Are we taking credit for what God has enabled us? Or are we giving Him the credit? Are we giving Him the glory? It's easy when we when we've accomplished something to think, well, I did all this. Well, who gave you the breath? Who gave you the strength? When we forget that the Lord gave us all these things and and start claiming, well, my 
opinion means more value than somebody else's. Um, where is it? God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's remember, as as in the Beatitudes, what the humble. They don't they don't claim anything for themselves. They claim victory for God. So that's that's what I have for the evening. Thank you.